Good morning, NCC. It is good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. Uh, we have come here to lift up and to magnify none other than the matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is our Christ. And again, I just thank you for being here. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for the opportunity, Pastor Aaron, to stand before the people of God, uh, to share the word of God. We have such an awesome pastor, and, and what a testimony uh, that we were able to receive, how God is moving. God is still in the healing business, y'all. Uh, and I think our pastor is front and center, and he is a witness uh, to the goodness of Jesus Christ. And not only him, but I know that God is moving in your lives as well. And so we just thank God for this awesome opportunity. We thank God for this wonderful church, for our leadership of Ian and Sarah, and how they do just a tremendous job here in this community to make a difference in the lives of those who are oftentimes left out. And so we just praise God for the opportunity. I thank God for my wife who's sitting back here who's praying for a brother. My kids would be here, but they're in Mexico celebrating my daughter's 30th birthday. Uh, so she's chilling in Cancun uh, right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're going to catch us online. But, but, but I just thank God for a wonderful family, and, I, and not only a biological family, but a family uh, where we're connected spiritually uh, here in the house of God. I just thank God for each and every one of you. And what creativity, y'all, were we able to see? We've been dealing with uh, stories in the Bible, and, and these stories are all true, okay? These stories are all true. This is just not made up. And so Pastor Aaron, you know, he dealt with uh, dictation from a donkey, you know, in that first week, right? Uh, and then he dealt with the destruction uh, of the walls where Jericho came through, and then uh, I believe it was Hunter. Uh, Hunter came back, and he was dealing with Samson, and so we saw uh, disobedience turn into deliverance. Uh, when Hunter was standing, and, and then last week, uh, Aaron, uh, the other Aaron, the, 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 the student pastor, <laughs> Debbie's Aaron, all right, um, uh, Aaron talked to us uh, about how God deletes diseases uh, with naming it, but today I want to talk about uh, demons being destroyed. Uh, I just made that up, y'all. That's, that's, that's thematic over this whole story because one of the things that you'll understand from the Word of God is that each and every one of these stories that are, that are cataloged in the Bible, these are, are used not as much for the people who are going through the experience, uh, but it's more about God's activity and how he involves himself in his creation. All right, whenever you read the Bible, whenever you read the Bible, and we did this when we were uh, 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 on Wednesday nights, we were, we're doing, uh, we were studying knowing God and making him known on Wednesday nights. And, and one of the things that we highlighted is God's resume. The Bible is God's resume on how he interacts with his creation. Uh, and so whenever you read scripture, whenever you look at these stories, you see God in the midst of what's going on in the lives of his people. Y'all got that? Y'all got it? And so this is no different, y'all. This is no different. We're going to turn to Mark 5, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 20. We're going to go really, really fast. And, 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 and Hunter said this, y'all, but listen, I'm a black preacher. So black preaching, y'all, y'all got to talk to me. All right? I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to get out your norm. If you want to speak, just imagine if the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> scored a touchdown. All right, or if the Green Bay Packers, oh, God, <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers would show up to camp, right, uh, you know, y'all would be shouting and praying, much less than our God. 
And this is the Savior of the world. All right? Amen. So I need y'all to get with me. Y'all get with me. And I found out, hey, I found out last week, I'm old school. You know, I'm not older than most of the pastors there, right? So I'm, I'm, but I'm old school. And I found out uh, from Aaron last week when he was preaching that I'm old school. Uh, because what I'm going to ask y'all to do is stand while we read the Word of God. He, he said I was old school. So we're going to go old school today. All right? So if you can, if you're able, please stand while we read the Word of God. We're going to turn to Mark 5, and we're going to read verses 1 through 20. Mark 5, verses 1 through 20. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version of the Scripture. Are we ready? Cool, cool beans. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him on <clears throat> out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by the God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. And then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Not, and now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine, that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Jesus got power over demons, y'all. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 of them, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and the country, and they went out to see what it was, had ha what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it took, told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. And when Jesus got in the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends, tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and, and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. With your prayers for a few moments, we're going to preach from the subject, what's gotten into you. You may be seated now. What's gotten into you? Every time I open the app, every time I turn on television, every time I read a story, there's always some story that's talking about a mass murder, a mass killing. Uh, even during this pandemic, y'all, uh, the, the, the one issue that rose significantly uh, 
in the lives of the people in this country was domestic violence. Every time you turn around, mass killings, domestic violence on the rise, and you see individuals who appears, what has gotten into them? What, what is happening in our society? What is happening in our country that we have taken to this type of violence, human tracking, human tracking, uh, uh, trafficking in this state is one of the worst in the country. And you as parents, I mean, I got these young people down front. I mean, you rear a child, the Bible says, up in the way that they should go. But sometimes they act as though they've lost their minds. And you wonder, what has gotten into them? Now, all of us, all of us, if we're not careful, all of us will go through issues and, and all of us will have experience and problems where we go through things that we just don't understand, where we begin acting out of the norm. We're not acting the way we're supposed to. We're not acting uh, the way God has created us. And then people are left wondering, what has gotten into you? It's almost like old McDonald, y'all. Old McDonald had a farm. It's and, 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 and on this form, he has some demons, E-I-E-I-O, with a demon here and a demon there. Here a demon, there a demon, everywhere a demon, demon, because something has gotten on the inside of us that is controlling us, that is taking over us, and we're not acting the way God has created us to act. And we start acting outside of who we are. And, and, and I know uh, some of y'all, and y'all may be listening online today, and maybe some, somebody in the house today, you've allowed something on the outside to get on the inside. And Jesus says nothing outside of us can defile us but that that gets on the inside. And some of us have had experiences with demons. I mean, I mean when, you, when you put power, prestige, politics, and, and they become presidents over people, you got demons inside you. When you've got hatred and jealousy and envy and covetedness, You've got demons operating on the inside of you. When you've got negativity and bitterness and an unforgiving spirit, you've got demons operating. When, 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 when you allow uh, sins of commission and omission and no mission to have its way in your life, you're not acting the way God has created you. You've got demons in you. And so I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we've had a bout with demons. And some of us may be dealing with demons even right now. And when we come to this text, the good news is that even in the midst of demonic possession, Jesus is still coming by. Jesus, Jesus coming by. Uh, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Listen, uh, DMX, DMX, Earl Simmons. Uh, Earl Simmons, he, he died a couple of months ago. He was a, a rapper, uh, a songwriter, uh, and, a, and, a, and a movie actor. And his life was cut short, aborted in the, in, the, in the middle of his prime because of the demon of drug addiction uh, that had taken over his life, y'all. And, 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 and oftentimes he, he, he wrote lyrics and he wrote songs that really reflected what he was dealing with uh, in, uh, eternally. One of his songs, one of DMX's songs, one of DMX's songs was that, y'all going to make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me act the fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me lose my cool. Up in here, 
up in here. And many of us, that might be your testimony too. I don't know what you're going through, but God sent me by today to speak to you in the midst of your situation when you're dealing with things, when you're going through stuff, and you know you're not acting the way you should. When you open the mirror, open the window, when you open the mirror and look at yourself, <clears throat> you don't recognize who you are. You're acting out of who God has created you to be. And God, I already told you, God gave us Jesus, and Jesus is coming by. And so in this text, we see Jesus on the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. And Jesus had been ministering to the Jewish nation. And now Jesus hops in the boat, goes on, gets in this boat, and they travel to the northeast side of the Sea of Galilee where the Gentiles live. Not only did Jesus minister to the Jews, Jesus ministered to the Gentiles. Oh, y'all, okay, y'all, okay, I ain't got time. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't going, y'all ain't, okay, look. I ain't got but 15 minutes. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to get with me. I told you, I got to get with me. And so Jesus goes. Jesus gets out of the boat. And before we just read it in the text, before Jesus could get out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit, a man who was demon-possessed, runs up to Jesus. He couldn't even get out the boat good before he stepped foot on the soil. And the first point I want you to get in the midst of this, y'all stay with me, y'all stay with me. Jesus, whenever... He comes your way. Jesus always identifies the problem. We may not know what's wrong with you, but Jesus, okay, yeah, I think I'm making it up. Okay, I got, I got to go to the text. I got to look at, look at, look at verse, look at verse 8, y'all. For he said to the man, no, excuse me, verse 6. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, A.V., when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Listen, Jesus gets out the boat. This man runs up to him, bows down. And, and the word worship here, means to bow down. You can see from the text that he wasn't bowing down uh, to serve Christ, to show deference to Christ, to, to show respect and reverence toward Christ. Because he immediately asked him, what are you coming to mess with me for? This demon came to pick a fight with Jesus. And you got to watch folk posture because you'll have people who will get in your face and they'll act like they hold it. They act like they're submitting to the move of God in your life. But they're really just to pick a fight. And so Jesus peeps all that. He looks through what this man is doing. This man said, and he calls out Jesus' whole name. And the reason he calls out Jesus' whole name in this text, y'all, is that it was an ancient superstition that if you called out a person's whole name, you had control over them. And so this demon was going to try to control Jesus. This, this demon is bowed down in fakery. Right? And, 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 but Jesus identified his problem. Jesus saw through what the demon was doing. Jesus saw this man who was hurting. Jesus saw this man who needed compassion. And he looked through this man and saw what was on the inside. And Jesus dealt with the demons. Jesus will identify what's going on with us. And many times, y'all, we'll look at our friends, we'll look at our family members, and we'll wonder, what has gotten into you? Jesus did an internal diagnosis and saw what the man was dealing with. 
And that's what he says. Immediately after that, he says, listen, in verse 8, he says, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And then he asked the man, what's your name? And he answered him saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Not only does Jesus identify the problem, Jesus will eliminate the pain. Okay, y'all missing, y'all missing, missing. This man, the text says, was being tormented. This man was suicidal. He was cutting himself. He was suffering from depression and self-hatred. He was running around. Y'all, he lived in tombs. He lived in a graveyard. He was hurting himself. He was trying to end his life. Chains couldn't hold him down. He cried day and night, the text says. This man was in pain, but Jesus eliminated his pain. And how did he eliminate the pain? The text says that he called out the demons. So this is what Jesus does, y'all. This is what Jesus does. Whenever Jesus comes into contact with demons, he calls them out, he casts them out, and then he drowns them out. Okay, okay. It's, he told the demons, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Not only did he tell them to come out, he asked them his name. And when Jesus asked them his name, they said legion. Legion is in reference to a Roman legion, which was over 6,000 soldiers. Scholars believe that this man had over 6,000 demons. Oh, y'all, oh, God. They were inside him. And y'all, and, and demons got power, y'all, so don't, don't play. Don't play. Y'all, yeah, uh, 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 these demons, 6,000 inside of him, uh, he was tearing up stuff. They couldn't control him. They couldn't tame him. These demons had power. But when demons come into contact with Jesus, Demons got some power, but Jesus has all power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they got, they, they got some. They got some. Because remember, when they kicked out Revelation 12, don't go there. I didn't give that to the AV team. Revelation 12, write that down in your notes. You see where God had to kick Satan and, and, the, and the angels out of heaven in Revelation 12. Uh, he kicked them out. And so that's how these, these demons are really Satan's disciples. They're Satan's disciples. And, and, and so Jesus calls them out. And I don't know what demons you've been wrestling with. I don't know what demons you've come in contact with. But there are some demons you can't be playing around. Jesus didn't negotiate with them. Jesus didn't spend time compromising with them. Jesus called them out. And that's what we got to do. We got to call demons out. And not only did he call them out, he cast them out. Because when you look at verse 13, I believe it is, when you go on down a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, verse 13, at once Jesus gave permission for the demons. The demons in verse 12 asked him, uh, oh, this is awesome. The demons asked him in verse 12 if they could go into the swine because Jesus had already called them out. And whatever demons in your life, y'all, you got to be ready to just call them out. Don't play with them. Call them out. And the demons said, well, shoot, uh, we don't want to leave the country. We don't want to leave our hostess man. We don't want, listen, what the demons were really saying to him. When Jesus, it was, they asked Jesus permission to go into the swine. And the reason they asked Jesus permission to go into the swine, because the demons didn't want to go back to hell. Oh, y'all. If demons don't want to go to hell, 
if demons don't want to go home, what does it look like for us? Yo, we've got a job to do. We got a job to do. We got a job to do. Because uh, when demons don't want to go to hell. But, but Jesus said, all right, all right, all right. And so Jesus calls them out. And he cast them out. He said, yeah, get out of them. You can go into the swine. And then they went into the swine. You keep reading that text. They went into the swine. And there were about 2,000 pigs. And when the demons went into the pigs, the pigs immediately ran and jumped in the water and drowned themselves. Even a pig got sense enough <laughs> to know that they don't want to be possessed by de- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they don't want to be possessed by demons. And so what Jesus does, Jesus calls them out, Jesus casts them out, and then Jesus drowns them out. And there's something about threes. Aaron talked about seven being the number of perfection last week, but, but there's something about threes when dealing with demons. Y'all remember in Matthew 4 when Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights and he was hungry. And then Satan came knocking on his door. And, and, and Satan came knocking on his door and he tempted Jesus three times. But Jesus refuted him with the word of God. Right, right, right. And even when Satan misquoted scripture, Jesus knows scripture. And so he couldn't be fooled. And so that, hey, hey listen, y'all, if y'all don't study for yourself. If you don't know the word, anybody can tell you anything. Right? You got to be careful. You got to be careful. So Jesus refused them three times. He refuted him. And so Jesus calls this demon out, calls these demons, 6,000, out of this man. He calls them out. He casts them out. He drowns them out. Jesus identifies our problem. Jesus will eliminate the pain. Now this man. The text says, it's sitting. He got clothes on, and he in his right mind. This man, Jesus gave him new life. Third point, and I'm done. Not only does Jesus identify our problems, y'all, not only does Jesus eliminate our pain, but Jesus issues a new prescription. This man is no longer tormented. This man is no longer in pain. After them pigs drowned them demons out, the people who were responsible for the pigs, the herders, they went back and told the people in the city what happened. And the people came back. God bless you. Uh, the people came back, and they saw what Jesus did. And they saw this man sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. But, y'all, the text says they were afraid. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. God, through Jesus, had done the miraculous. They knew he was demon-possessed. He exercised the demons, eliminated the demons, told the demons to exit. But the people were afraid. Everybody is not going to celebrate your victory. Everybody is not going to celebrate the move of God in your life. 
The text says that they were afraid, and they told Jesus, we need you to get out of here. We need you to go. So Jesus, cool. Jesus goes, gets in the boat. And when Jesus gets in the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed came and asked if he could go with him. And Jesus told him no. Now, this was interesting in the text, y'all. He told the demons yes, but he told the man no. Every time Jesus says no to us, y'all, it's really a setup for our success. Don't, 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 don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Don't, don't, don't put, start pulling out your hair. The, the, the fat lady ain't sung yet. It ain't over. When Jesus tells you no, because that no is a setup for your success. And the yes that he gave the demons opened the door for their destruction. Yeah, okay, y'all going to get this later. Y'all going to get it. Ah. And so Jesus tells the man no. But he says this. Jesus gave him a new prescription. He had already given him new life. Then he tells the man, go home. Go home. Jesus gives him new direction. Go home and tell your friends the great things that the Lord has done for you and how he has shown compassion on you. He gave him purpose. He told him where to go and what to do. Jesus gave him new life. He gave him new direction. And he gave him a new purpose. And so the man, obediently, verse 20 says, he did what Jesus told him to do. He went back to the capitalist and started telling his family, friends, and everybody what the Lord had done for him. Listen, y'all, we got a choice. To do what Jesus says or not. Whenever Jesus has exercised the demons in our life. Whenever we come into contact with Christ, Christ will identify what's wrong with us. And after he identifies what's wrong with us, he will eliminate the pain that is causing us. And when he eliminates the pain, y'all, he gives us a new prescription. Look at what this man did. Because of what this man did, if you kept on a couple of more chapters, Chapter 7, you saw the people ran Jesus out of that reason, of that region. But Jesus comes back in chapter 7. Jesus comes back in chapter 7 and starts healing the sick, allowing the deaf to hear, feeding 4,000, the multitude. The reason Jesus told the man no, and because the man was obedient, Jesus was able to go back and minister into a region that he couldn't minister to before. And whenever God calls on each and every one of us, when we're obedient 
to the word of God, when we're obedient to Christ, when Christ has come into our lives, y'all, we have no other choice but to walk in that new life, walk in that new direction, walk in that new purpose, because God is going to use us to open the door and the pathway where Jesus couldn't go before because of your obedience. Now you've opened the door for others to be saved. Amen. Y'all ain't, oh, y'all ain't, oh, God, God, y'all. It's important, y'all. That you start acting like you've had a connection with Christ. Because when you connect with Christ, you are no longer messy. You'll start ministering. You're no longer mean. You'll start having mercy. You're no longer bitter. You're going to be much better. You no longer tear down. You build up. You no longer separate. You bring together. You're no longer gossiping. You start giving. You're no longer. <laughs> you, you, I, I can't say that. Let me, let me back up. Okay, Holy Spirit, I got it. So that's why I'm using notes because the Holy Spirit talked to him, but sometimes I get in the way what the Holy Spirit is going to say, and I can't say it. I ain't going to say that. So, uh, uh, But when Jesus comes in contact with you, you will stop tipping God. And start tithing. Whenever Christ enters into your life, people can't help but to see the newness. The city, the community, the country, the county will look and marvel just like these people did when they came and saw this man was no longer demon possessed. And they marvel, what has gotten into? Whenever Christ has come into our lives, we're going to be different. We're not just going to act different. We're going to be different, and we're going to make a difference. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Christians praying. I don't know who I'm talking to, either in the building or on the airway. All of us have been plagued with, with demons at some point in our lives. But Jesus, but Jesus didn't forget about us. Jesus diagnosed our problem. He, he identifies the problem. And, and not only does he identify the problem, he, he eliminates the pain. And after he eliminates the pain, he, gives, he issues us a new prescription. And I told you in this text already that, that even when demons don't want to go to hell, why would you want to go through all this hell in this world and then die and go to hell? Y'all, that's too much hell. Jesus came to give us new life. And in him, we have salvation. And so if you're listening to me right now, I want you to pray with us, and we're going to pray aloud. We're going to pray together. Because we know that Jesus is coming by. And when Jesus comes by, he never leaves us the same. And so pray with me. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, who is our Christ, 
our Redeemer, our Resurrector. And because of your love, wrapped up in Jesus, we have the opportunity to live eternally with you. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, God, for raising it from the dead. And I want you, Jesus, to be Lord of my life. I want you to not only be present, but to be president of my life. Take over me. Have your way. Listen, if you prayed that prayer with us, the Holy Spirit has ushered in the presence of Jesus in your life. And you can live life on his terms and not on the devil's. He set you free. And because he set you free, you can now go minister to those who need to hear from God so that they don't die in their trespasses and their sins. God bless you, new community. God keep you. Thank you.